I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Today on the show, let's talk a little bit about love. Huh? And how you can get a pronto pup in the process. A lot of peas in that sentence. Uh, good morning to you, Lindsay. Hi, Tara. What up, Boopty? How are you, buddy? Uh, Lindsay says, hello. Hi, friend. Friend to you as well. Friend to you as well. Good morning to you as well is what I mean. Uh, Janine, morning all. Hello. I like that everybody feels like they're part of the community. You know? It's not just good morning to me or good morning to somebody. It is everybody saying good morning to everybody. Like, this is like a nice little meeting place. You know? For some of us, it might be our second, third cup of coffee of the day. For some, it's the first. I dig that. It's awesome. So, thank you guys for being here. Good morning, Mira. Hi, Char. Nice to see everybody. What's up, Wyatt? How are you, buddy? RJ? So, uh... You're probably wondering, what's up with the green lights, my man? Why the green lights? I thought the Bucks already won a championship. Are we done? Are we done with the uh, with the green? Well, that's because every now and again, a guy needs to go out. And a guy needs a brand new Green Bay Packers hat. That's what he needs. Yeah, there it is. Feels good. Feels like championships. Feels like winning. Waiting to see some comments pop up. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, is that uh, T Little 27? Oh, it's screaming with the. N- well, why? What's the big deal? So what? It's a Green Bay Packers hat. I know I take some shit for living in Minnesota to have one, but hey. Uh, I, uh, I I tell everybody this story so that they don't... Because everyone's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Why a Green Bay Packer fan? Because when I was a kid, I cheered for the Minnesota Vikings. And I grew up with the worst people on the planet. And they were all Vikings fans. And then one day, when I was like, I don't know, 13, 14, I watched my step-grandfather. Yep, you heard me right. Uh, step-grandfather uh, tear up his entire kitchen with a butcher knife. Because the Vikings had lost, a, they blew a lead in the fourth quarter, which is, you know, pretty typical for that team. I'm not saying it to talk shit, it's true. Look at the data. They've blown it many, many times. And uh, he tore up his entire kitchen with a butcher knife. And I was like, well, that's fucked up. And we were on the drive home, and my mom had asked my stepdad, so how much money did your dad lose with the Vikings game? And he's like, he didn't lose any money. It's like, what are you talking about? He wasn't betting, he just, he freaked the fuck out like that? Because they lost? And like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So I, from that day forward, was like, I don't know if this is my team. I don't know. I just, it gave me a sour taste in my mouth. And then I moved to Wisconsin when I was uh, 20 years old. I just turned 20. And I kind of, I mean, I still liked the Vikings. It was fine. Like, I enjoyed watching the games. But I didn't feel like passion for them. And it was like, I don't know, like, okay, great. They're just a team and I enjoy it, whatever. But then, but then I started hanging out with some Packers fans and I started like going to watch the games on Sundays and I started kind of getting in, ingratiated into the Wisconsin culture, the tailgating, the parties, the atmosphere, the traveling, 
Went down to San Diego to go catch a Packers game at Qualcomm Stadium. It was one of the best times I've ever had in my life. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why am I pledging allegiance to a team that's never done anything? It was almost scary on Sundays to go hang out with these guys. One of the other reasons why I decided, and this happened when I was a little bit younger than than the butcher knife story. This happened when I was like, I don't know, must have been about 12. I think I was about 12, 13 years old. And I was with my stepdad. We were with his family. We were watching a, a Vikings game. And my step-grandfather, once again, angry as fuck, was yelling at the television, God, these guys are idiots. These guys are morons. Look at this. Look at this punt. Look at this punt. Look at how long it takes for them to be able to get this punt off. And they were showing the replay, and he was counting it out. He's like, watch how long it takes for these idiots to get this punt off. One, two, three, four, four seconds to get a punt. And and everybody in the room is like, God, what a bunch of bums. These guys suck. Ah, they should all be fired. I hope their families fall off a cliff while they're on vacation in Tahiti. A bunch of losers. They suck. They suck. And I was the only one sitting in the room going, did anybody else just realize they showed that replay in slow motion? I can't be, right? There's no, I'm, I'm 12. How the fuck are you adults not realizing they just showed this replay in slow motion? You counted out four seconds of slow-mo. Either you didn't realize it and everybody in the room is so goddamn afraid of you that they aren't saying anything. I hope that was not the case. But he freaked out. And I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if hanging out with these people... So it just left such a sour taste in my mouth. And I always felt like I never had a place. I always felt like I never had a team. You know, once all this happened and I watched my my stepdad and everybody, you know, lose their minds over this stuff. I'm like, I, dude, I can't do this anymore with you guys. I just can't. So when I, I moved to Wisconsin and started like, you know, going to Packers games and hanging out with Packers fans and seeing how much fun it was. I was like, you know, I, I kind of thought, well, my allegiance should be to a good time. Not of any sports team. Because I'm not making money off these guys. If anything, I'm spending dough to go watch this stuff. I'm not getting anything in return. So my allegiance came to a good time. And then it sort of parlayed into me becoming a Green Bay Packers fan. Trust me, when I was a kid, there wasn't a chance in hell I would have ever cheered for the Green Bay Packers. But now that I'm I'm good buddies with these guys, I, I and I feel anybody who lives in Wisconsin can attest. The, and I'm, I'm not saying it just because I feel this opinion. When it comes to states to live in, Wisconsin just beats Minnesota for many reasons. And not even like a sports-related thing. Let's just throw that out the window. Let's just talk about their taxes. Let's talk about their liquor laws. Let's talk about, um, you know, like uh, just the DMV. I, I bring this story up a lot because it just it proves exactly what it's like to live in both states. When I turned 21, the day I turned 21, September 13th, 2001, I was still I was still like using my mom's address back in northern Minnesota so I didn't have to pay out of state hunting fees cuz you know you live right on the border Minnesota Wisconsin and I didn't want to have to pay like all this extra money to be able to hunt in my home state so I drove over the border and went to the La Crescent DMV where I gave them my old ID which had my mom's address on it and I got a brand new spanking new 21 year old ID with my mom's address still on it from before, even though I lived in Wisconsin. And I had to fill out all the paperwork, do the goddamn thing, take the photo. Then they clip your license. They give it back to you. They give you a yellow piece of paper and they go, uh, your new license should be, you know, arriving in like the next three to four weeks. 
You're like, all right, I guess we'll wait till then. Then I drove over the border. The second I got done in Minnesota, I drove over the border and went to the DMV in Wisconsin. I walked in. I gave them my, I didn't have a Wisconsin ID at the time. I had something else. I had like a piece of paper. I can't remember how it all worked. But I walked in. I handed that to them. They then gave me a brand new, shiny, 21-year-old identification. Right there. No clipping stupid licenses. No yellow pieces of paper. No having to wait weeks on end. They handed me the license right there. And it was about $17.50 less in taxes and charges than it cost for me in Minnesota. So if that's any indication of what the states are run like, that should tell you right there. Wisconsin, just a better state to live in. Do I love Minnesota? Absolutely. Is it my home? Yes. Would I drop it for a couple of new Glarises and maybe just a box of cheese curds from a Nelson Creamery? Fuck yes, I would. <laughs> okay, two boxes. All right. It's not that bad. But... When people ask about it, like that's my, that's why, because I've lived it. I've seen it firsthand and it's not my opinion. I am just saying like, if you were to live there, you, you would definitely have the same exact uh, outlook on Wisconsin as I have. So that's how, you know, that's just sort of the transition. I can't explain it. I don't know how or why, you know, it'd be different if like, and of course, like there's a couple people, like my buddy Todd brought this up the other day. Because I said, yeah, when I was a kid, I was a Vikings fan and then became a Green Bay Packers fan. And he goes, dude, if you became a Green Bay Packers fan, you were never a Vikings fan to begin with. And I was like, you know what? You are right. You are a thousand percent correct. I got a friend of mine who's from Wisconsin. Family grew up Packers fans. He's a diehard Raiders fan. What? What? How? Just out of nowhere? He just, he just chose a team. He was like, fuck my parents. I'm 13. I hate them. I will pick the team everybody hates. I like the Raiders, thus I will be a Raiders fan till the day I die. And that dude is like rung true to this day, like 45 years old, still waving that flag. Jesus. Uh, what's up, Scooter? Let's say hi to some people. Hi, Patty. Oh, what's up, my sister, Jen? Not my sister, Jen, but my actual sister, my actual sister, Jennifer. Uh, Andrea, good morning to you. What's up, Nicole? Lolita? That might be the first time I've seen you on this podcast, Lolita. So thank you for uh, for hopping in. Really appreciate it. Crystal, good morning to you. Man, so many uh, so many newbies hopping in. Courtney, what's up, Courtney? Bellamy Jack, good morning to you. I know. I can see everybody with like the grotesque emojis they're sending me from being a Packers fan. But hey, man. Listen, as I've said many times before, we talked about this on Monday after that Brewers game. Uh, I, I might, you, you can cheer for a team all you want, but let's remember that we are a part of team human race before we are a part of any other team. Okay. I'm not on the Brewers. You're not on the Vikings. I didn't like play middle linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, but I am a part of the human race and that's the team that I, uh, cheer for the most. So Let's just park. It's fun to like give people shit, but let's always, I always think about that. If a guy was hanging off the edge of a cliff and he had a Packers hat on, would you not pull him over the cliff? Would you reach your hand down and go, ooh, sorry, dude, you got to plummet to your death because fucking can't help a dude in green and gold. I mean, I know it's just a piece of fabric that you're wearing, but it's more than that. No, it's not. Knock that shit off. Uh, I wanted to bring this up only because I've kind of gone through a couple of dating tribulations as of recent 
But I saw a story the other day, which I had in front of me. I'll have to look for it. But a couple at the Minnesota State Fair. Have you guys um, noticed that the Minnesota State Fair this year is the attendance wise? They've been posting it every day, and it is awful. It is down sixty to seventy percent, man. It's it's terrible. Like, which is great. Listen, I hate the goddamn fair. I don't go. I did see something the other day. My buddy Riley had posted a thing about. God, you Minnesota people, all you do is look at Wisconsin and go, ugh, you people are trash. But then for 12 days, you freak the fuck out about a Minnesota State Fair. And I'm like, you got a point. You have a you have a point, my friend. The only other place that does this is Texas, the Texas State Fair. And if you've walked through there or seen video of it, you're like, wow, what is up with this? My goodness. Can you people please trade in a Pronto pup for a, you know, fucking pork chop on a stick? Something that's not just filled with carbohydrates and condiments. Ha, forget the bucket of Sweet Martha's cookies. At least one person who's walking out of the Minnesota State Fair gates on Monday with something even sweeter. An engagement ring. Hmm. After matching on Tinder in 2019, Austin Berg and I don't even know how you say this. Ainsley? Ain't sure. Whatever. All these people with these dumb names. What happened to Bruce? I'm not saying you got to name your daughter, Bruce. I'm just saying, what happened to, like, Bruce and Kim? Name people that. The fuck is up with all these weird-ass names spelled all... I, I went on a girl... I went on a date... I don't know. It must have been a couple of weeks ago. I went on a date with a girl. Ern, she spelled Courtney. I got to remember how this how it was spelled. It was C-O-R-T-I-N-I-E. I was like, is your name Courtney? The fuck is this? She was like, no, it's Courtney. I'm like, that is... I don't think you know how to spell Courtney. I think you're way off. This is not... No, I'm not going with it. C-O-R-T-I-N-I-E. What the... What? Jesus Christ. Your parents on LSD? What is their problem? Uh, but these two met at the Great Minnesota Get Together for their first date in 2019. They got together and it worked the following year. They planned to return to the fair. Uh, but obviously it was... Let's see. Blah, 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 Austin was going to propose last year, but then they couldn't. Blah, 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 Yeah, so we were hanging out. Let's see. Is there anything else in here that's worth... No, fuck it. Okay, I'm getting on to my point, all right? Here's the thing I am trying to... Here's the thing that I am 1,000% trying to get at is the beginning of that story is all about Tinder. Hang on. We got to we gotta go back to something here because I'm noticing some comments. Uh, Janine, hi, Jen. Should we believe Rudy's stories? I'm going to say this right now. I always live by the old Irish proverb. Don't ever let the truth get in the way of a good story. Okay? All right? Remember that. Words to live by. Uh, Bellamy Jack or an old name like Sally. Yeah, uh, I go by Rudy. I met a Gertrude the other day. Like, I don't know, must have been like 23-year-old black gal at the House of Comedy. I walked up to the bar. She started chatting with me, her and her boyfriend. I said, hey, what's your name? And she said, Gertrude. And I was like, is that, are you fucking with me? You gotta be. Nobody's named Gertrude. Nobody's named Gertrude. White or black, nobody's named Gertrude. And she's like, no, I swear to God, like my grandmother is Gertrude. And that's, I, I just have the name. I was like, do you go by Gertie or do you go by... You know, do you have like a, a nickname? She's like, no, I just, I like Gertrude. I go by it. It's, it's memorable. People, you, you're never going to meet another black girl named Gertrude. I was like, you're right. I mean, dude, that was two weeks ago. I remember that girl's face and we are talking about it here right now. Uh, my sister Jen writes, yes, he has lived a life. <laughs> yep. Uh, Olina, it's their parents that don't know how to spell. Yeah, but you could. 
in life, go out and spell it the correct way. And then just on your driver's license and on every other, you know, your social security card, spell it the way your parents spelt it. You don't need to spell it that way when you're in public. You know, no. Cortini? I don't believe any of it. Uh, what's up, Beaker? Uh, my sister Jen, and I married his friend, so his friend can attest the stories are true. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah, yep. There's, here's the thing about it. Uh, I know sometimes people are like, Jesus Christ, like, these are just like ridiculous stories. Um, and yeah, there's no need to like lie about them. You know, most of them, for the most part, are they, maybe some are remembered differently by other people, but for the most part, I always give, the most accurate information that I can. And if it ever comes back that I was wrong about something, it's not because I wanted to heighten the story or because I wanted to make me look better. It's because sometimes there's a couple of blank spots during stories and especially it's mostly alcohol fueled. But what I then do is fill the gap. So the story makes sense. And then we'll have to go back and they'll be like, oh, no, it was like such. A, and I've done that a few times. In fact, there was a story um, that uh, I, in fact, I tell this in my act a little bit. I kind of get to it. But um, I was talking to a coworker one time and we were talking about just time and how time is just so much faster when you're older. And it seems so slow. Imagine that drive you make from your house to Whatever it was, maybe the the family cabin, three hours away. When you make that drive, when you are 12 years old, that drive seems to take forever. But when you get to be 43 hours, dude, it just flies by. And then you look at the past, you look at the last 10 years and you're like, man, the last 10 years have gone so much faster than the first 10 years, you know, the 10 years before that. And as we were having this conversation, I said, gosh, you know, I don't know why that is. It's so crazy. The reason why that happens is your brain when you're young, retains all this information. So all the important events that happen in life, it remembers all the things in between and it makes those events seem like they're more spread out. Thus, it seems like time is moving slower. But when you get older, your brain can only remember all the important events and it erases all the stuff in between and it smashes together the important events, thus making it seem like time is moving faster. And the guy I was talking to said, Yeah, I know that because I'm the one who told you that like two weeks ago. So there you go. Prove the point. (laughs) Uh, Amanda, I'm so glad my parents went with a nice, normal name. Amanda. Amanda's easy. Amanda's so easy. Yeah, you'll remember it. It's fine. It's nice. It's normal. No problem. Easy. Uh, Oh, my God. I said the exact thing. Same thing, a couple, uh, I got to start this over. Jesus. Oh my God. I've said this exact same thing to a couple people in the last year or so. Ha, great minds. Yeah, totally. That's exactly how it works. Yep. Um, I felt like an idiot, but then I was like, oh, I'm just proving my point that you just forget all the, you forget what person told you this story. You forget this and that, blah, blah, blah. And you just remember all the important, I remember the important information, the reason why your brain does that. I just happened to forget the person that told it to me and the situation that we were talking about. No, but the thing I wanted to talk about with this story is this story would be great if these two were both at the Minnesota State Fair and they happened to be getting on to the Ferris wheel at the same time and maybe like the friends they were with, there was five in one group and there was like seven in another and it was uneven numbers and then these two were kind of like the third wheels and just thought, well... 
we're kind of by ourselves. Would you like to ride the Ferris wheel with me? And she says yes, and then they meet, and then two years later they come back and they get engaged on that same... That would be fine and goddamn dandy. I love that story. The part where they met on Tinder and decided to go to the Minnesota State Fair together, that is a commitment. That's... First off, you're not going to the fair for the length of a cup of coffee. You're there for hours. And if that's your first date and you find out that you hate this person, dude, that is... And maybe just because I'm cheap and want to get my $12 worth, I ain't leaving the fair. I will not maybe hang out with you the entire time I'm here, but I ain't giving up. I ain't leaving. There's no way. So I don't like that all these stories of people are meeting nowadays are... It seems weird. If anything, lie about it. You know? Tell us that you met at... Tell us you met mini golfing. Tell us anything else besides the... Because nowadays we all assume that most people meet on a dating app, right? I, I don't like that story. The The story that I want to have happen is it's Friday afternoon. You're on your... You're at the grocery store. You're reaching for a cucumber. The person that you saw two aisles over who's really cute is also reaching for the same cucumber and you two happen to hit your hands together. And you're like, oh my God, no, I'm so sorry. You grabbed the cucumber. No, you grabbed the cucumber. <laughs> and then you, you end up like living happily ever after. That's a story. That is a story. My mom took care of my stepdad's dying wife. This is a true story. My mom, who's now married to my stepdad. My stepdad was married to his second wife, who was dying of cancer. My mom was her nurse. My stepdad, after his wife passed away, came back and found my mom and said, you took such good care of my wife, would you like to go out? Which now I guess those words are leaving my mouth and it seems a little weird that you'd be eyeing up the next gal while your wife's dying of cancer, but that is besides the point, okay? The point is, it's a nice story, all right? Wife was dying of cancer, mom took care of him, guy comes back. I mean, that's the type of shit fairy tales are made of, right? There's no Tinder app. There's no swiping left. There's no swiping right. Now I'm kind of stuck on the fact that those second set of words came out of my mouth. That the guy was eyeing up the next one. <laughs> uh, I can already tell where this is going to go. Somebody's going to hear this and then get back to my stepdad and go, I thought you should just know that your stepson was saying that you were eyeing up your next wife while your first wife was dying of cancer. And... Um, yeah, I guess now that it's out there in the open, I guess maybe. Hey, fuck. Hey, listen, I don't make the I don't make the rules. You can do whatever you want. Uh, Mira, I thought Tinder was only for hookups. Yeah, don't be going out and getting goddamn hooked up on Tinder with somebody you're going to spend the rest of your life with. All right, that's for all the degenerates that just want to go out and you know bump uglies for an, an an evening. Knock that off. Don't be making Tinder out to be something. Uh, you know. Don't be making the whole Tinder thing to be some sort of like love romance or uh, my sister. I know the whole story. The whole story with our mom? Is that what you're talking about? Mm. I don't, well, the reason why I bring it up is because uh, I was uh, I was seeing somebody. I guess not even seeing somebody. Is that what you want? I guess I guess you could say that. Not dating, not boyfriend, girlfriend, but just I'd gone on on a couple of dates and I thought things were going good, man. I thought things were like on the up and up. She was cool. She was unique. She was funny. Um, we both had like common things about us. She used to live in Wisconsin. Like I, I just thought everything was good. And then like four nights ago, I dropped her a line. I'm like, hey, what's happening? How are you? Nothing. 
It's like, yeah, I, I get it. People get busy. Uh, two days ago, drop another line. Hey, how's it going this morning? How's your week so far? Nothing. And now we're on like day four or five and nothing. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck, man? Um, yeah, feels weird, right? Like it just, okay, my sister, here we go. Wife dies two years later, their son having surgery. My mom worked pediatrics that day. He asked her to coffee. Oh, is that out? Okay. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe it would be weird if like, you know, He's still in the suit and tie from the funeral and then shows up at uh, third floor, three center at the Hibbing Hospital. And is like, hey, by the way, you want to go out to coffee? <laughs> that would be weird. But I, I guess, yeah, two years later, I get it. Right on. Okay. And now that story doesn't sound as bad. Thank you for clarity. See what I mean, though? That's the type of thing my brain does. Fill in the gaps. Fill- I'm not giving you erroneous information because I'm trying to. I am giving you erroneous information because my brain is like, you got to finish the story. Fill in the gaps. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, my sister, that's a great story. Uh, Mira, okay, good. Glad I wasn't that oblivious. Oh, you're talking about Tinder. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Olina, I hate being ghosted. It's even worse when they try to pin the ghosting on you. That actually, that shit happened to me recently. Because there was a gal that, remember that trip to Montana that I had taken? I was out there by myself for about four days. While I was there, on my night number two, I, I met a woman at a wine bar. And I was there watching a musician. So was she. She was by herself. We kind of got to chatting and things were going great. And I don't know what happened. But, I mean, I had come back to Minnesota. She was still out there. I was like, God, it'd be nice. Like, I got a bunch of free time right now up until the end of the year. Um, I say free time. Like I have free time. I don't have free time, but I'm saying like, Hey, I would make time for you because you seem somebody like I could kick it with, you know, a lot of the same interests, a lot of the same musical interests, a lot of the same outdoorsy want to do all that stuff. And everything was going good. And then I just dropped her a line one day. I was like, Hey, what's up? Nothing. And I'm like, okay. A couple days later, drop a line, nothing. So like a month goes by and I just shot her a line. I'm like, Hey, everything cool? Like, you haven't talked to me? I don't know if it's weird or something. And then she was like, you just seem like you lost interest. Like, I didn't lose any interest. I was still into you. You're the one who stopped talking to me. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what else to do here. I would love to, but uh, let's see. Let's read a comment here. Olena, that happened to me recently, too. Was seeing a guy last last year when he just stopped talking to me. Tried to say he thought I didn't want to talk to him anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that is a move that is so ubiquitous with narcissists. Turn it around on you. It's your fault. You stopped showing interest in me, so I stopped talking to you. No, no, no. That's not how it worked. Um, Amanda, my parents in grade school, my dad did the paper out at my mom's house. He told his friend that he was going to marry her someday. They've been together 46 years. That's what I'm talking about. That's the story that you want for sure. You want that layover story. You want that. I missed my flight. So the gal who made me a coffee at the airport, um, you know, I, I ran into her three months later when I came through that same airport I, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about, man. My buddy Sean and his wife, Ange, they've been together. Oh, we got to be going on 23 years, 24 years, somewhere in there. And they're both just turning 40 now. I mean, I think they got together when we were 15 or 16 and it just stayed the course, you know, 
which I guess you got to have it one of two ways. You know, I was thinking about Alan Alda from, no, I'm sorry, Alan Arkin from the movie Little Miss Sunshine, where he just goes, go out there and fuck a lot of girls. Just go out. My grandmother said the same thing to me one time. She was like, just go out there and just do your thing. Your grandfather did. Go out there and have fun. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about relationships. That stuff will come in due time. You either want just you having fun with as many people as possible, or you shag up with the first person you, you ever, you know, got to third base with, and then you just stay with them for the rest of your life. I don't want anything in between. These people are like, well, I'm 43. I'm still single. I've only slept with, you know, maybe two, three people my entire life. I'm like, for what? Why? What a waste of life. Go have fun. Uh, Naughty Tree. My, met my husband in fifth grade. We've been married eight. Dude, see, that's what I'm talking about. Fifth grade, married 18 years. Good for you guys. Uh, let's see, Amanda. Go. Yeah, my grandmother. I came home one time and I was like, she goes, uh, she goes, why the long face? I was like, yeah, I'm having girl problems. She's like, girl problems? He's Christ, you're 22 years old. What the hell are you having girl problems for? Get rid of her and date as many people as you can. Your grandfather did. I met him. Then he ran off and, you know, dated girls. I stuck by him. That's what you do. Just have fun. So what? That's when you're supposed to. And plus, by the way, if you are 24 years old and you're like, uh, listen, I'm a one person kind of person. I just, I have to stay with this one person. No, dude, that's when you're supposed to go. Like I think about, I had a girlfriend named Amber and Amber and I were awful for each other. Terrible. Ended terribly. All those years were just like the worst years of our lives. Like what a waste of time we were to one another. But, uh, I can honestly say that I never went out and did anything with anybody else. But, you know, there was a few times like I had caught her in bed with somebody one time and there was another moment where she had gone down to Cincinnati to go see an old boyfriend with a couple of friends of hers. And then her friend came back and got angry at her. So she met me at a bar one night and was like, by the way, you know, she slept with this guy that, you know, she used to date while. All right, whatever. But at the time, you're miserable. What you should have done is just like packed your bags and been like, okay, listen, we obviously are not good for one another. But at that age, you're dumb and your brain's all hopped up on chemicals and you're drinking a lot. But when you're like, you look back on it, you go, oh, well, that's when that time is supposed to happen. That's when all that chaos in your life is supposed to go down. Because if you're still doing that when you're in your 40s, then you got issues. But when like 22-year-old people are dating and then the gal comes home one night and, you know, she finds out that her boyfriend went to a strip club and then ended up, like, making out with one of the... Yeah, because he's 22. That's what, that's what happens at that age. That's when you're supposed to go out and do all that stuff. Is it right? No. Should it happen then? Yes. Get it out of your system. Because eventually, at some point, you're going to find somebody that you won't want to make out with a stripper. Because you just love them. And you shouldn't... Uh, you shouldn't... Stand in the way of doing things that are ridiculous when you're that age because eventually you're going to look back and go, I wish I would have done all that. I wish I would have. I, 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 Amber probably has not thought about me in years. From what I understand, she is married and has kids and has like figured out life and that is great. And I couldn't be more happy for her. But I hope that she looks back on that time and goes, good. I'm glad I, I went and slept with my ex-boyfriend. I'm glad that I did all this crazy stuff when I was a kid. I'm glad I got it all out of my system. 
because if you didn't, you'd still be doing it when you're 40, you know? I think I've, I don't know if I've t- told this story on the podcast at all, but uh, I do have like a, a an acquaintance of mine that he was, I think, almost 40. He had kids young. He had kids at like 19. And when his kids got to be, I don't know, like 18, 19 years old themselves, he was almost 40. And his wife was like, hey, listen, you're an all right guy. We raised our kids. They're moving on to college. Let's just call it a day. I don't want to be married anymore. Like I'm 40. I just want to like go out and enjoy. And we don't really get along that well. I mean, you're a nice person. I'm a nice person, but we just don't, we're just not, you know, romantic for one another anymore. You know, we're just kind of roommates. So what do you think? And he was like, okay. So he gets divorced. His kids move on and they're cool with it. They're functioning adults going to college. So fast forward two years after he gets divorced, he meets a gal who's like 17 years his junior. She's like 24, 25, somewhere in there. Actually, a little bit, maybe about 13. So like 27, 28. And they start hanging out. Fast forward a year after that, uh, they get married. She's like, I want kids. He's like, I don't know. I got two grown adults that are already in their you know 20s. I don't know if I want a baby. And she's like, I really want to start a family because I'm still young. I'm only 30. And he says, all right, let's do it. So he gives her a baby. And then one day comes home from work and baby's not at home. Wife's not at home. And he's like, well, what the hell? So he calls the wife, no answer, calls the daycare. Daycare's like, yeah, she hasn't stopped by to pick up the baby yet. You know, she's about an hour. It usually happens. He's like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. It's getting to be five o'clock. He runs down to the daycare, picks up the baby, comes back home and 5.30, 6 Seven, eight, no wife, no call. He's starting to freak the fuck out a little bit. Puts the puts the kid down to bed, is calling everybody he knows. She's not answering. Nobody can find her. Next morning, still no wife, takes the baby, calls work and says, I can't, I can't come in today. I got a thing going on. My wife is missing. He takes the baby, brings the baby to daycare, starts calling police, starts calling everybody that she knows. Finally, she sends him a text message that says, I am so sorry to do this to you. I just realized that I am at an age where I have not settled down yet. I don't want to be married. I don't want to be a mom. I met somebody. They live on the West Coast. I am moving out to Washington State. I will pay anything that I owe you for child support, but I just can't do this. So now... He had his whole life in front of him of no responsibilities. Instead, he's going through his second divorce and he's got like a nine-month baby at home. Fuck! Could you imagine? And now, he looks at his daughter, who is, I think, just around the same age as Kinley. I think she's just a little bit younger. I think she's like around 12 or 13. And mom's gone. And he never got married again. Never dated again. Didn't want to get shacked up. He might be dating somebody now. I'm not thinking about it. But I think he waited until his daughter was about like 10 or 11. I think he just kind of decided to take care of the kid. But yeah, mom not in the life. Mom doesn't show up. Mom just pays child support. That's it. That is it. There's no, and there's no remorse. There's no remorse. That's the craziest part. Doesn't feel bad about it. Just up and gone, you know? Um... I think my brother Scott has talked about this before. He's talked about it with me, and I don't I don't think he would mind sharing it because it's 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 a pretty it's a good shareable story, I'll say that. But my brother Scott, when he was out finding his dad and his mom and getting to know my sister and I, he when he found his mom, you know, she gave him up for adoption when she was 17 years old. 
Scott's now 40-something. You'd think time would pass. And he finds her in Wisconsin, goes over and wants to say hi. And she's like, nope, we're good. Super cold. Doesn't give him any information. Says, uh, you got a couple of brothers, but I ain't telling you their names and where they live. Oh, no, he's, oh, she said they live in Richfield, Minnesota. That's right. Because that was the crazy part is that he has four half siblings and they all live in Richfield, Minnesota. And she says, I'm not giving you any of the information. So you have a nice life. And that was that. Fuck, could you imagine? Like dads, dads I get. I had a dad who split when I was two. But I don't get the mom thing. Isn't there something internally wired inside of ladies that are just like, I mean, you gave birth to the thing, you know? It feels like, it feels like moms are just so much more dedicated than dads are. But when you hear those stories, you're like, that's gotta be, that's gotta be something weird, you know? That's gotta be, yeah. Uh, World through green eyes. I don't understand moms or dads leaving. No, I get it. I mean, once you have one and you look at it and you're like, this is the best fucking thing on the planet. Why would I ever leave this? I've had many a job offers to leave the state and I just refuse. I got a 13 year old. I've, like I've said before, you made it play with it. You know, stick around, be a good parent. You got time. I got friends of mine that have, you know, I got a friend of mine who is, uh, he's a radio guy and got two kids in Denver. He split when his kids were like four and seven. And he took some radio job and some podunk ass plays just because he had to be on the radio and didn't make any money and then got another job in another shit market. And now his kids are like 17 and 20 and they do not talk to him. And I'm like, was it worth it? Was it worth it taking those shitty radio jobs? Was it worth it being that guy who had to go out and keep his ego fed? No, dude, it's not. You you should have stuck around. And that's why I I refuse. I refuse to leave. I don't want to give it up. I love my kid too much. I I know what it was like to have to, you know, be around somebody um, who was just like awful to uh, my stepdad was just like an awful replacement for a dad. So the fact that I, you know, and the dad that I am today, it's because I had those shitty arrangements growing up and I never, ever, ever want to have that happen, you know, to my kid. So, uh, what were we talking about? Wow. I kind of went off on a side note there, but let's get some, uh, a couple of comments here. World through degree is I don't even have kids. Can't comprehend. No, I get you. I, I, I totally get it. I do tell a joke in the act where I just go, you know, my dad left when I was two. And when you're growing up, you're like, God, why did my dad leave? And now I have a 13 year old daughter and I'm like, all right, I get it. I get why I left. Fuck it. This is hard. Uh-huh. Uh, Amanda, it's so heartbreaking. I agree. Janine, moms can be narcissist also. Yes, they certainly can. Yep. Um, and you can also be a narcissist and still be involved in kids' lives. That's also a thing. Don't forget that. Uh, Scooter, good for you, Rudy. Way to be there for your daughter. Yeah, like why, why move on, man? Like, you know, as I've said this before, I made more money selling couches in the Mall of America than I did doing afternoon drive on one of the biggest radio stations in America. So stick it out, dude. You just have to. You, you, you have to. I mean, that's why if you think about like drug use, in fact, if you've been watching Louder Milk, which I hope you have because I've been talking about it a lot. If you have been watching that, one of the main characters after her dad passes, it's so traumatic 
that she just went from this like life of luxury to being a smackhead. And imagine having that sort of, you know, it's one thing when you're older and it's, it's sudden. I get like having that lifeline and then they disappear. But imagine being that age when you are like three or four and you're watching all the other kids and their parents go out and do stuff together. And, you know, it, stepdads are, listen, step, there's, a, there's a few stepdads that step in at a young age and they raise them like they're own. But there's a couple of stepdads that step in and right at that like brain forming age of like six, seven, eight, nine, and they fuck it up royally. Uh, Olina, my oldest boy's dad left when the youngest was almost a year. They're adults and they don't talk to him at all. Was it worth it? No, it wasn't. Scooter, my dad disappeared at two years old. I met him at 28. No regrets of him not being around. Now, there are, listen, I was, you know, fortunate enough to have a great grandfather and a couple of uncles that really stepped up. So sometimes it just works out. There are times where it does work out, but there's always something in your brain that's like, I need to have the validation of my parent, whether it be moms or dads, you always sort of have to have it. Olina, it was the best thing that happened to them. He ended up becoming a drug addict and blames me for everything. Of course, because that's what drug addicts do. It's always everybody else's fault, for sure. All right, you guys. Well, that kind of went down a whole different route. I think we were talking about Tinder and the Minnesota State Fair, and then this is where we ended up. All right, great, fantastic. (laughs) Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and every day at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you again for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.